At the end of Christ's earthly ministry, the disciples watched as he lifted off the ground and rose up into the Shekinah glory of God. But this was not simply a dramatic way to exit the scene. In that moment, Christ demonstrated his deity and announced his kingship. However, over the centuries, God's people have found it easier to follow the cultural expectations of the world than the glorious traditions of God's people. Ascension Day isn't a national holiday, but it's a kingdom holiday. Christ is our King, and isn't that worth celebrating? The one true God of the universe has existed since eternity past in ultimate perfection. He spoke the cosmos into existence for his soul, honor, and glory. He moved heaven and earth to redeem mankind, even though we have nothing to offer him. And he's given us everything we need for life and godliness in his word. He deserves our worship. He deserves our adoration. He deserves our praise. I'm your host, A.M. Brucer, and this is the Celebration of God. Welcome back. If you're enjoying the Celebration of God, then I want to share with you that the COG is a resource of TLP. Truth Love Parent is a 501c3 dedicated to glorifying God in the world by equipping dads and moms to be the disciple-making parents God called and created them to be. As you can obviously see, the celebration of God is a massive part of being a full-time disciple-maker. If you have kids, you should definitely check out truthloveparent.com and our award-winning podcast. Recently, Shannon Popkin, the author of Control Girl and Comparison Girl, posted this on her socials. I've said to so many friends lately who are facing parenting challenges, hey, there's this podcast. I so appreciate the way Truth Love Parent balances hard-to-swallow truths with a tone of love, concern, and, yeah, me too, empathy. I've been binge-listening the past month or so, and I find the truth shared on Truth Love Parent to be both intuitive and greatly clarifying. I'm feeling more equipped to parent even my young adult children, not with ease, but with peaceful confidence. Well, we have over 400 episodes that are evergreen. That means that you can search our collection and find God's answers to your parenting questions. You don't just have to listen to the newest episodes. So if you have kids or work with parents and or children, please check out Truth Love Parent. And if you check out our free episode notes and transcripts at celebrationofgod.com, you're actually already on the TLP website. So try a few more clicks to look around a little bit. All right, let's talk about Ascension. I found this great article recently. I can't really endorse the entire site because I don't know anything about them beyond this article, but I wanted to read a few paragraphs for you from The Descent of Ascension by Robert Damore. In the article, he's explaining the absurd reality that the celebration of Ascension has been falling out of style for over a thousand years. Concerning Protestants, Damore writes, quote, The Protestant churches had mixed emotions about the practice, the practice of celebrating Ascension, that is. Reformers like Calvin wanted to banish all such feast day observances, arguing that we should be celebrating the birth, resurrection, and ascension of Christ every day of our lives, and in worship every Sunday of the year. However, as a concession to the governing authorities who wanted to keep those occasions as civic holidays, the Reformers relented and allowed the practice to continue. But Ascension Day, along with all the other Christian festive days, was swept out of Britain by the austerity of Cromwell's Puritanism. While a large number of Presbyterians have long since reintroduced many of these holy days, Ascension Day is usually not among them, end quote. Later on, the author points out, quote, In the last few decades, however, Reformed Christians have retained the practice in theory, but in reality have voted it out with their feet. Why this decline of Ascension? Maybe because it comes so soon after Lent and Easter that we're all celebrated out. 
maybe because the church season is over by then. But I suspect the major reason is that we're being pulled along by our culture. Santas and Easter bunnies provide endearing amusements that our culture advertises to a fault. So the media hype makes us see Christmas and Easter as important events, but there's not much of a market for a risen Lord or for a heavenly kingdom that will give this tired, over-commercialized planet of ours a healthy, heavenly shake. Instead of setting the agenda for our culture, Christians yield to this secular calendar by default, much as the reformers did, but now in reverse. Our society still gladly rings our wake-up bell for Christmas and Easter, as long as it can unload some children's toys and Easter eggs on us. In lockstep, we're all too happy to stuff Jesus back into the manger, drag him through Jerusalem's streets, and nail him back on the cross. But without a whimper, we give up on celebrating what should be the highlight of those yearly remembering exercises. The reality that Jesus no longer fits in any of those places here below. He's grown too big for them now. Even heaven cannot hold our Lord's majesty, splendor, and empowering love. Because our brother in the flesh ascended, his leadership, gifts, and spirit flood our lives as well. So where's the feast? Unquote. And I want to echo that question. Where's the feast? If you joined us two episodes ago, I took some time to introduce us to Ascension and Pentecost, two woefully neglected holidays. And yes, though I believe we should be celebrating all that God is every day of the year, just like Calvin said, hence, obviously, the year-long celebration of God, we see from the scriptures how feast days and memorials should be part of our healthy worship. Now, Mr. DeMore's article provides some ways he believes the church can re-spark ascension celebrations, but though I love his passion, I can't personally get on board with all of his suggestions. Still, I do want to share with you some ways that you and your family, students, friends, and church members can make a big deal of God on Ascension Day. Number one, study it from the scripture. Go to celebrationofgod.com and download our Ascension Bible reading. Yes, there will be more that you can read that's on that list, but God's word should always be our first stop on the road to, to learning. Work through the passages thematically, grammatically, historically, whatever it takes to better understand what God accomplished in history the day Jesus ascended. After you've worked through the biblical data, I recommend reading trusted commentaries and finding valuable resources online. Now, I need to stress that the resources be trustworthy. There are a lot of people saying a lot of wrong things on the interweb, and we don't want to be led astray. Now, as the celebration of God grows, you'll find more and more holiday resources on our website. We want to become your one-stop shop for all things worshiping God. We know we have a long way to go, but we are actively working to curate quality, biblical, trustworthy resources. Now, even if you didn't study the Ascension, even if you only read the passages, I believe born-again believers will find the next step very easy. Number two, thank God for what the Ascension accomplished. The more you understand the Ascension and what God was doing through it, the more for which you'll have to praise Him. But even if you only read the passages and understand it on the most superficial level, the mere reality that Jesus bodily left this earth, leading captivity captive, and ascended into the Shekinah glory of God is awesome enough. So thank God for this important facet of His redemptive plan. You can also ask the Lord to help you live in the light of Christ's kingdom. The fact that He ascended to glory and is seated at the right hand of the Father definitely has daily impact on our feelings, thoughts, words, and behavior. Then, as you study and praise God, number three, talk about what you're learning with the people in your life. Yep, that's right. That's called discipleship. It's quite possible that you actually had never really thought about the Ascension until I said something about it. Well, my family and I have been celebrating the whole 50 days of Eastertide, and it's been fun to explain to our friends what we're doing. And all of them, believers for the majority of their lives, say things like, wow, we didn't even know that was a thing. 
No doubt there are a bunch of people in your life who didn't realize that the Ascension was such a big deal either, and that there was a full day set aside for celebrating God in light of it. Well, guess what? You can be used of the Lord to help them grow in their worship of God, in their discipleship, simply by telling them about what you're learning. And of course, number four, you could do something special on Ascension Day. You should take some time to read the passages from the Ascension Bible reading. Thank the Lord for His love and power and wisdom and kingdom. Now, I know there aren't a lot of Ascension decorations and playlists and movies and such, but that doesn't mean you can't take some of the ideas we've discussed for previous holidays and use them here. Bake some cookies and share them with your neighbors. Hand out Happy Ascension Day cards to your classmates. Teach your kids about the Ascension and set off a Chinese lantern as a tiny object lesson. And definitely have a special meal in commemoration of the event. Have the feast. Whatever you do, have fun as you worship God and share your ideas with us on social media so that we can learn from your creativity. The point is God is worthy to be worshipped for all that he is and all that he's done, and the Ascension provides a phenomenal way to give God the attention in our lives that he deserves. And I hope this year you will do something to acknowledge the awesomeness of God in the Ascension. And I hope that Christians all over the world would be known in their communities for taking every opportunity they can to make a big deal out of their Lord. Please share this episode on your favorite social media outlets and join us next time as we discuss how to prepare for, celebrate, and disciple during Pentecost. If you want to know God better, celebrate Him more, and help the ones you love to do the same, subscribe to this podcast and visit celebrationofgod.com to learn more about this dynamic discipleship resource. And remember, the Celebration of God is a listener-supported ministry.